Okay, so it looks like I'm live. Thank you, everybody, for joining in. This is Andre, the Game Idea Guy. And uh, this is a subject I've been wanting to talk about for a while. And I also needed to test my internet because I've been having trouble with it recently, seeing as I dropped out of my own podcast and not being able to really join in in other podcasts because I kept getting bounced out. So that's what this is right now. I'm covering that. Uh, I'm in, I'm covering a subject that I deemed social gaming syndrome. Um, it's not a clinical thing, so don't take it to that context. But it's more of an observation of things that I've seen where people kind of... It can be described as a hive mind or you can describe it as clicks. It's, it's sort of like, you know, high school stuff where people will find other people that share and match their opinion and only listen to those sources or they'll find information that only supports what they want to say, want to say, but they won't take any information to the contrary of that. Or at least if they hear that information, they automatically have a rebuttal, even if that information is valid to go against what they had to say. Now, I've seen it happen a bunch. I know that other people have seen it happen a lot. I've seen people that know fall into this situation where they, there is a popular opinion that is very easy to get caught up in and stick with because it's the popular opinion and not to actually think critically about what that opinion is or what it means. And for example, there are plenty of podcasts that are going to be popping up bashing the Switch OLED because it's not what a lot of people assumed it would be. Most of that's based off of a lot of people getting hyped up and just playing on rumors, but I've already talked about that in other discussions. So I'm not going to retredge all of that right here. But the reason that people are doing that mostly is because it's the popular thing to do. It's the the big group mentality to follow. And honestly, it's one of the easiest things to do because you know if you do that, one, a lot of people will listen to you. They'll pay attention to what you have to say and they'll take you seriously because you're following what the majority thinks. In some places, some cases that can be good. In other cases, not so much. And I've noticed that a lot of people have the tendency to jump away from using their own logic and sticking with group logic. It's the same thing that happened when the Wii U first got announced and then like everybody was praising it at first. You had gaming outlets praising it. You had game developers and publishers praising it. And then the following year, all of a sudden, it became dirt. It became trash, and nobody wanted to see it. Or uh, gaming press decided, oh, well, this could be a, the the gamepad could be an upgrade for the Wii. Now, I've said this before, and anybody who has a logical mind would think, well, how the hell does a tablet suddenly upgrade the hardware from the Wii into an HD console? When it was never set to do that. It doesn't make any sense. But that was what they promoted. Saying you're not going to know the difference. And it didn't help that Nintendo didn't really advertise it very well. And they kind of 
pulled away from the advertising strategy that they had in the first place that worked for the Wii. But that's, again, that's a whole separate issue. Oftentimes, I've, I've realized that a lot of people get caught up in the moment. And like, and you can hear a bunch of opinions and a bunch of thoughts and just go with the one that you off off rip think is the best one to follow. Some people adjust their, their viewpoints afterwards. Others don't. They just stick with it and they become very dogmatic in their attitude about it. And it's like, okay, well... <sighs> It makes it impossible to talk to you. It makes it impossible to reason with you because you're a part of this hive mentality, this hive mindedness where everything has to be in agreement with the group. And if you speak to the contrary of that, then you get bashed and name called and so many other things. Now, being that I have been a lifelong gamer, I'm not one that shies away from trash talk. I'm fine with trash talk. I'm fine with going back and forth with each other in a matter when we're challenging each other's thoughts and abilities. I'm fine with that. But the problem comes down to when people take it to a personal level. See, I have no issue with, like, hey, we're having a discussion or an argument, and we decide, yo, we're going to throw in some jabs at each other, maybe make it a little funny. I'm good with that. But when it comes down to people bringing like and it this happens unfortunately bringing in people's family members and and talking about things that are outside of the, the subject matter i tend to not like that that's why i honestly when when the opportunity to come up to debates has come up for me personally i don't join in on them i'll list i mean i'm outside of being a spectator i don't join in on because I know that people get heated and personal. And I've seen it just in arguments that have been on in, either in my own comment section or on Twitch. I'm not Twitch, Twitter. And I've seen it happen a lot. So it's like, do I really want to engage with people that don't want to just, you know, listen to the, to the ideas back and forth that don't want to have a discourse? I mean, oddly enough... Yesterday, I think it was either yesterday or the day before, one of my tweets actually blew up. And it was the one making fun of people for being mad at other people for liking the the, the Switch OLED. And or where the comment was that people that Nintendo fans will purchase anything. And then I said, Well then why didn't they buy the Wii U? And there was there were some actual good conversational flows that came out of it. There was one in particular that was really good. That if that was a, a live debate, that would have been a live debate I would have been happy to have because even if we argued against each other, the points that we made weren't coming out of disrespect. It was just these are the perspectives that we had and we shared on it. And yeah, I know that my own uh, version, I guess, of gaming social gaming syndrome took place in that where a lot of people agreed with me. And I think even somebody took my, my post and used it as a, a counterpoint to somebody else in an argument. That was a completely different thread. But my whole point is, is not that people joining in in groups and talking about things that they are passionate about and sharing those thoughts are negative, even if the majority agree. 
The detriment comes when the majority agree, but nobody's willing to allow their thoughts to be challenged. They're not willing to hear something else outside of it. It's echo chambers and safe spaces and walling yourself off to the opposition of your thoughts. And I don't know why people get so agitated at that, especially when it's something like gaming. It's supposed to be fun and relaxing. Yeah, we can have discussions about the deeper meaning of different things that happen in games, but we could also just, you know, shoot the shit, have fun with each other, talking about what we like about them. Like, or we can talk about what features of systems that we find to be useless and pointless that we don't really use or don't really care about. Like me personally, I don't necessarily care about achievements. They're nice to have, but it's not really going to spoil my, my enjoyment of a game. It's not going to really take away from it but it's also not really going to add much hey what's up Trinell and Brownie thank you guys for listening in and joining me live um, but when I when I catch like groups of people that turn into basically like mobs against somebody else because they disagree with them or if you do support one person's opinion and you join in a conversation it's automatically turned into well, because the group of you think this way, these things can't happen. Not thinking about the fact that the way that they are thinking themselves is also contrarian to the points that they're making. Like it's literally going to give them the exact opposite result of what they're what they want. Like people can validly criticize that they feel like Nintendo's being lazy. That's a valid opinion to have. That's your opinion. I'm not against you having that opinion. But I could say the same thing for Microsoft. I could say the same thing for Sony. I could say the same thing for Valve on Steam. It's an opinion. It's, it would just be something that would be thought. And no, I don't actually think that about any of the companies that they're actually being lazy. I'd take issue with each company differently for different reasons. Nintendo, sometimes they overlook the simplest things that would really help their position out. Sony, they had so much positive stuff working for them, and then they kind of threw most of it away. Microsoft came in money hatting way too hard. That was what they did wrong when they came into the industry. They money hatting way too hard, and it became a thing for companies to expect that to be what they get for third parties. I can point that out for all of them. And I can also point out hive-minded thought processes against each platform that people have. Like the statement that Xbox has no games. I would love to know how the hell that's true. If Xbox Game Pass is so popular. Or Xbox Game Pass is piracy, which I have been seeing pop up a lot. And I did make a video discussion for that. How is it piracy? If you are legally allowed to use that service, you're paying into a service. It's a rent. You can treat it like a rental service, but guess what? This is a rental service that the developers, the third party developers and publishers along with Microsoft actually make money from back in the days of blockbuster and stuff. Those companies weren't making money off those rentals. Developers and publishers weren't making money off rentals at blockbuster. Hell, that would be closer to piracy than Game Pass is. Legitimately. 
for Sony, for PlayStation, they rushed their stuff out without having a plan for it. And you can see that with with a lot of the stuff with the PS5 and the PS4, the transitioning from the PS4 to the PS5. And the same thing happened with the transition from the PS3 to the PS4. Doesn't make the consoles themselves bad, it's just there wasn't a lot of planning for it. And for Nintendo, again, like I said, they overlook a lot of stuff that could really simply help their position. But at the same time, they also play in the long game. They have a, they have multiple different stigmas that have, have stuck to them over the years that people will recite on a daily basis. It's ridiculous, I know, but it happens. But getting all, even moving f- further into that, somebody tells you that they don't like Microsoft Xbox, they don't like PlayStation, and they don't, or they don't like Nintendo, or they don't like PC. And usually, when you ask these people why they don't like something, they'll regurgitate things that they heard other people say. Like for example, I could go, I could point to Metroid Other M being a game that a ton of people dislike. And I could ask any person that says that they dislike that game why they dislike it. I know the majority of them have not played it. I know the majority of them have not seen that game in action. But the first thing that they will say is that Samus is talking to herself and it's annoying. That's one of the first things that you'll hear. Even though the majority of people that were fans of Metroid back then were clamoring for there to be spoken dialogue in a Metroid game. Now, people like myself, people like Rob of Rules to Review, people like Jay, we all would have known, hey, Samus is by herself. Who's she going to be talking to? She spends the majority of her time alone. So all you're going to really be dealing with is a lot of inner monologue. People didn't want to do that. They didn't like that. To me, it actually humanized her character. It made her less robotic. It made her more identifiable and agreeable to to uh, consider. A lot of other people didn't see it that way. But then again, many of those people didn't actually play that game. And they didn't get to have fun with Samus doing WWE wrestling moves on different monsters or ripping apart space pirates with her bare hands practically. They didn't involve themselves in that. They just saw negative reviews that came from the gaming press and said, well, screw it. This isn't worth my time, even though I was highly interested in it. This is the same thing that happened with uh, Samus Returns, even though Samus Returns was very well reviewed. It got a negative stigma to it because of AM2R. Even though the guy behind AM2R told people to support Samus Returns. And now he works for Mercury Steam. Who's working on Metroid Dread. But fans apparently didn't want to support the game. And are now agitated that that game has gone up in price because of the popularity of 
freaking Metroid Dread. Oh yeah, Brown. Yeah, that did happen. The guy that was that did AM2R got hired by Mercury Mercury Steam, if I remember correctly, and he got hired by Mercury Steam after they worked on Samus Returns. If I if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I think that's what happened. It's, it's kind of it's the same situation with the uh, guy wrecking programs that made Mega Man Maker ended up getting hired on to to. Uh, was a three thousand XX. Sometimes being a fan of something and putting your work into it and showing your love for it does benefit you. People got mad at Nintendo over it, but the guy wasn't mad at Nintendo. They technically let him release his game and then put out a cease and desist because they were protecting their IP. But they like you. You have to be. One, to think about the fact that Nintendo's been around long enough to know that once something's on the internet, it doesn't go away. If it's already on the internet, it's out there. You, you just kind of uh, going to have to deal with it. There's no running away from it. It's already out there. People can still download AM2R to this day. And many people did and didn't decide to support Samus Returns. And then wondered why we didn't get a bunch of Metroid games rolling out when they don't support the series. It's the same situation with F-Zero. It's the same situation with... Actually, it's a lot of different games that got that type of treatment that people will say. And again, hive-mindedness. People will say, well, these companies need to bring these games back. When they legitimately have no experience with these series. Don't understand the core of them. And don't know anything about them, but they hear popular YouTubers and social media personalities say, well, I would like for this game to come back. I would like for this game to come back. Now, I can guarantee you, if a popular YouTuber came out the woodwork and said that they wanted Quest 64 to be remade because it was a great, amazing RPG with a lot of character and uniqueness to it, you'll hear within a week five or six other people parroting that. And then from that, another five or six, seven, ten, twenty people will be parroting that. Will be parroting that. And then suddenly Quest 64 becomes this cult classic game that everybody just misunderstood and it needs to be brought back. That's what I'm talking about when I say social gaming syndrome. Because people are only getting into the idea of the games and gaming because it's something that they can be popular from. And there's no problem, there's no issue with that because that's not always a bad thing. But look at it from the perspective of somebody who's been into gaming all their life, like myself and many other people. And it comes off as, well, the only reason you're here is because of the popularity. Now, some people can start off that way and then just really fall in love with the medium and want to know more about it. That's cool. I actually appreciate that when people do come off that, start off that way. And that's happened a lot. Especially with the advent of YouTube and games blowing up like with stuff like Minecraft. Minecraft blew up because of YouTube. 
Everybody knows that. But hey, it's something that happens. <clears throat> but I, I would really like to see more people just have their own opinions and not parrot and regurgitate everything that someone else says. That's the whole point of my, my discussion is that that happens all too often. You can have talking points that someone else has, but not everyone speaks the same way or thinks exactly the same way. And what I'm witnessing is that there's no nuance to how people are approaching giving their answers to things. There's like a ton of things where people just, well, oh, well, this person said it, so they must be right, so I'm going to say it. That's that's why this whole Bloomberg thing with the nin- Nintendo Switch Pro blew up. It was, it was Bloomberg. They were sub- pretty much considered a credible source. But I'm like, Bloomberg is financials, if I remember correctly. What do they really know about gaming? Whether it be hardware or software. They don't really know much in that arena. So, yeah, they could have that information. I'm not, I didn't doubt that that could be possible, but I did doubt that the information was accurate. Turns out, it wasn't accurate. At least not fully. They had a few things right, but it definitely wasn't fully accurate. Yeah, Trinell, that's, but that's what I meant. Quest 64, yeah, that's, it did have some good ideas in the game, but yeah, the execution was horrible. And I knew that back then, even though I liked the game. Me personally. I knew the execution of that game was horrible. But that's what I'm saying. If you had a popular YouTuber talk about it, it would blow up. No questions asked. There would be a few people that would start out questioning. Like, hold on, you Quest 64, are you sure you, play, are you, sure you played the same game I played when I was younger? Because that game was garbage. Give it to the right person. Let that snowball effect kick in. And you'll have a bunch of other people saying the same thing. And they won't even have reasons as to why they actually like it. They'll just say, well, it was a good game. That's why I like it. Like, okay, so how did the combat system work in that game? How did you acquire magical spells? How did your experience system work? How did you level up? What was the first area that you were in in that game? Those are questions you could ask somebody that they wouldn't know. If they ran into, they ran over doing something with pop, where popular YouTubers did it, and they're just repeating them. And I'll I'll admit, I kind of started out like that with my channel. I think I started out that way unintentionally, and it was more or less because of my lack of understanding of how things worked. But as I got further deeper into this, the YouTube side of gaming, and I learned more about the gaming industry my opinions naturally changed and they evolved with me. A lot of other people, that's not what's happening. And that's what I'm seeing is like their opinions stay stagnant and stay with what's popular to say. I could have an argument with somebody over something and go back to, to that person two to three months later and see that no changes has happened. And I can go back to seeing to that same person again a, a year or two later and see that no changes have happened as far as how their thought process works. Everyone's thought process should change somewhat. 
we're people. We evolve on a constant basis. That's exactly what happens. Like, opinions I've ha- I have this year are not going to be the same as the opinions that I had last year or the year before that or the year before that. It, things change up. Problem is, I've just I've just noticed that too many people stick with opinions that one their opinions are based off of things that can be proven wrong very quickly, and then when you bring up where they're wrong or you show where what their what comparisons they're making aren't all that great, and you even explain why those those comparisons aren't good. Then the first thing they'll say is, well, then, well, you don't understand this. No, maybe we do understand, but we're looking at this a little bit differently than you are and see something you might not see or something that you are allowing yourself to be blinded to. I always look for people to correct my thought processes. Like if I'm if I'm wrong on something, I'm wrong on it. I'd rather know I'm wrong and learn from that and grow because of it than to just staunchly stick with what is wrong. And there are receipts on my channel to prove that. Like when I've been wrong about something, I've always gone back to correct it. If I have been fully wrong about something, I've gone back to correct it. Unless I thought I was wrong, and I was going to correct myself, but then new information came out and I I ended up being right about it. Which has happened in some situations. But what I really hope to see. And really wish to. Have happen. Is that people just start thinking more for themselves. And somebody's going to say. Well they are thinking for themselves. Like. They're thinking for themselves at a limited capacity. Because again. They're only following what they see as popular. What they think is cool. And I don't fault people for that. Because again, that's how I got into YouTube. is Because I saw other people doing it. And I thought, oh, that's cool. I could do that too. And that's what led me here. But, like I said, my thought processes have changed. <clears throat> I should have brought water with me. But my thought processes have changed over time. Mostly because of new information coming in learning different things and just seeing things from a different angle than what I did before. There would be times that there are times that Nintendo is worth blaming for things that they've done, just like with Microsoft or Sony. There are times that, you know, companies do things that people don't like and they have every right to say they don't like it, but I'm not going to bash them. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, I got that wrong. So he's, he's okay, he was working on, or, okay. I got that wrong. See, it's, it's, see, Brownie just did it just right there, live in the, in the chat. He literally corrected where I was wrong. I had heard that the guy had got hired by Mercury Steam. So maybe they might have been in talks with Might have been in talks with him, but he ended up working with, with the teams on Ori. Didn't know that. Now I do. Now that's information I can take with me at a later date if if I if this subject ever comes back up. But the guy still made it into the industry, which is a good thing. 
he got somewhere from the work he did, but he didn't bash the company because they protected their IP and their rights to their IP. Oh, Trinell, Trinell, you need to, there was, I actually did a discussion on uh, Legend of Zelda as an MMO years ago. Like back when Gamers at Large was a thing, I did that discussion. Actually, it was a two-parter. Um, it's, it's a Gamer, Gamer Idea Foundry 1 and 2 were the ones for that. Like, yeah, like that concept hit me way back, back during the Wii U. And it'd be a good concept for Nintendo to run with. I'm actually happy to see that other people are having that idea too. Because it's, it's a really good concept and I would like to see them run somewhere with it. But <clears throat> if people stopped following in on trends and I mean not stop following trends because you want to follow trends because you just want to know what's happening. And following trends is a good way to do that. But Instead of feeding into the trends as as if they are the things that are said by gaming journalists are or big YouTubers are your exact opinion, that's that's what needs to stop, and that's why I call it social gaming syndrome, um, because it's dealing with people just again involving themselves in it just because it's popular. And I actually want to do a discussion at a, at a later date about the differences the differences between the different types of gamers because there there are actually two different types of social gamers that I have noticed but that's a again that's something I really have to have a separate discussion to really dive into and I might not actually I might not do that one by myself I might actually have other people join in on that discussion because I think it's an interesting topic to talk about dealing with the psychology of different types of gamers. It might actually be pretty fun from that perspective. But eh, I've been on here for a half hour. I think I've expressed my point well enough. I've probably talked in several different circles. So for this particular discussion i'm going to go ahead and wrap it up um thank you very much brownie and trinell for being in the the chat i appreciate it and for anybody that listens to the playback whether you're listening to it on youtube or you're going to listen to it on anchor or spotify or, or other podcast platforms so anybody after this point has anything that they would like to add in the comments go ahead and do so Again, thank you very much for listening in. Keep your eyes and ears out for more stuff from me. And until the next time, enjoy your games. Peace out, everybody.